Welcome back to the We Are Everywhere podcast. Episode number eight is underway. And real quick before we get into the actual episode, um, if you want to be on a future episode, this is the email. Just shoot me an email or a DM. If you're just listening, it's sttf.weareverywhere at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM or an email. We'll get you scheduled and get you on a future episode. Um, This episode is going to be a fun one because there's not really a direct way. Well, there is a direct way to say how we've met before, but it's through a message board. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, we met through a fish message board, so it doesn't get much nerdier than that in a fish realm. <laughs> so uh, the guest for episode eight is Heath Kearns or JP Fishman or PDX Heater. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, Clay. How are you? Good, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Wow, um, I wondered how uh, how quickly we'd get into the the pog pog it's all about yeah. the pog really <laughs> so for those of you that are listening that are on the pog this is not going to be anything new um but for those of you that don't know what the pog is and i feel like that's i feel like it's a lot of people maybe they know what it is but the core group that's on there is is pretty small and i i'm talking like i'm part of that core group <laughs> cuz i definitely am not on there as much as some people are, but that's how we originally met and knew each other and then saw each other at a, at a show. Was it Chicago? Yeah. Is that our first UIC? No, I wasn't at UIC. I'm talking about, um, Northerly Island. Oh no. I was no, there. I don't know. Or was it Dick's maybe it's, this is going to be, could have been Dick's. It could have been Dick's. But either way, where before we hit the show or met at the show, we met online and yeah. met Dave. I think Dave was episode three. Um, so you're part of that collective. You're part of that group, too. For the people that don't know what the POG is, give give kind of just like a little quick synopsis of what the POG is. Well, I mean, there's, there's a long history of uh, like internet forums and fish mm-hmm. internet forums going back to like rec.music.fish that was going uh back in i don't even know when it started but i got on there in like 2.0 um after i got into my started getting into it but uh pog is just a small week for pog.net it's just a a smaller it's a it's a boutique it's a boutique message board <laughs> it's really what it is. that's such a good way to put it <laughs> uh you know most people probably heard of well, not most people, but most uh, <laughs> music or jam band people know about Fantasy Tour. Yeah, so. yeah. That's I feel like that's the the big one that everyone yeah. kind of hops on. And the Pog is an interesting place. And like I said before, I haven't been on there in, in quite a while. But there's a very, you know, uh, what's the right word? Adolescent or grade school way of welcoming people on. I remember whenever I first got on, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Uh, my buddy or Jackson, um, I forget mm-hmm. his name on there, Zimbra. Um, he yeah. was like telling me about it, you know, and like I'm 
getting into fish. And he, I was like, oh, cool. This is this is going to be a cool thing. You know, so I hop on. I'm like, hi, everybody. Everybody's like, beat it, nerd. Like, <laughs> pounce in, like, get out of here. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And I was like, dude, I don't think anybody likes me on there. I was like, is it my screen name? He, <laughs> he was like, no, nah, dude, they're just they're just like hazing you. Like, that's how it yeah. goes. But it's cool, man. I've met a lot of cool people on there. Um, yeah. you included. And then whenever I made my way to, um, Portland from Oklahoma, we actually got to, um, meet up at a few jaunty shows at the good foot. Yeah. I think that was the last time that, uh, that we actually kicked it together was at I'm one of those shows at the good foot. foot. Yeah. Dude, I missed the good foot. I have not been back there in a long time. <laughs> Has it even been open? I think they are having shows there once in a while, but uh, yeah, yeah. COVID kind of shut everything down. Yeah. From what I, yeah. Um, well, let's get right into some fish um, right. because, and even though like we've met before and hung out, I don't know your whole story. So um, this is going to be kind of like a, a learning experience for me too. So cool. um, going way back, you know, when, and where did you first hear fish? What like hooked you? Was it a CD? Was it a tape? Um, sure. How'd you get into it? Well, uh, just a little context is that I'm, I was born in 82, grew okay. up here in Portland. Uh, I'm an only child. So I think those are important things as far as like, you know, a lot of people had older siblings that introduced them to fish or something like that, you know? Sure. East Coast bands. So a lot of the people I know that are into fish are from the East Coast or from the Midwest or had older siblings, you know? But I didn't have any of that. I don't play in Portland that often, you know? When I was just a kid, I had no idea when they were, you know, I was a junior in high school listening to like Blink-182 and Sublime <laughs> when they were dropping the California Love Tweezer like a few miles from where I was. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember the first time I ever heard of fish was on the local news in 96. I remember seeing the rainbow fish logo, the classic logo on the local news for the first time. And they were talking about fish fans riding in Morrison, Colorado. And this, oh, shit. You know, this sold out Red Rocks run whole incident and yeah, you know, people laying in the street and bottles getting thrown and whatever happened. <laughs> I, I don't even know the full story. But like you guys aren't coming back. <laughs> I knew nothing about the music. I remember, you know, I was like a freshman in high school thinking like, mm -hmm. that sounds crazy. Those people must be, yeah, idiots, you know, <laughs> weirdos. <laughs> Little did I know I've become one of them. Yeah. Um, so you know, I didn't really know anything about fish until I went to college and the guy across the hall from me, Ben Hameen, he was from Indiana and he was real into it. He had all of the Grateful Dead tapes, tons of fish tapes, seen fish a ton. And, you know, he was uh, the first one to really like send me down the rabbit hole in a number of ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, you know, he introduced me to it, but I didn't really seek it out. And then when they came, they were playing the gorge in 03. That was my first show. Seven, 12, 03. Very cool. I don't off the top of my head. I don't have that one memorized. Are there any like major highlights that you remember from, from um, that show? Well, it was the second set. They played tweezer ghost and Bowie. Oh, wow. So it was pretty massive. 
most people remember that run for the next night because they played a f- like first set closing yam and uh, seven below that cool really love to talk about but i was not there for the second night oh you just hit the one it was really unusual you know you go to the gorge and make the trek up there you stay usually <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah but there's some backstory to why that all happened uh as many people are when they first get into fish i was a broke college student summertime right. in between my sophomore and junior year i guess or maybe junior and senior anyway yeah um i was a firefighter at the time this is how oh no shit during the summers fighting forest fires right so we bought tickets to see fish but like we're we're broke and we have these fish tickets and you're just like waiting for the call you're just i was living in eugene went to U of O. And you're just waiting for the call to go on a fire and go make some money, right? So you went to the gorge knowing that you're just on call. Exactly. Exactly. Oh God, dude. And, you know, I had some friends that were like, we're not doing it. My girlfriend at the time was like, we can't risk missing it. I was like, I can't risk missing this. I have to see this concert. I have to find out what this is all about. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I get, we get a car full of people, like four of us go together and we're like we're just going for the one show and we'll get back on time you know so not even knowing like how special the gorge is and it's a whole experience of staying there i go a day early and stay as long as they'll let me at this point yeah so up until that first show had you been to the gorge before for any other shows or this the first time for fish and the gorge yeah yeah i had no wow no idea what i was getting into you know i just yeah knew how much people loved the band and like what Ben had always told me, the guy that lived across the hall from me freshman year, he's like, they're the best band ever. Like it's not even close. He was so convicted about it. Yeah. I have to see this band, you know? So, uh, we, you know, I didn't have any live fish recordings. We had a handful of, uh, the studio albums that my girlfriend at the time had. So we were just like listening to the story of the ghost and hoist on the drive up, you know, (laughs) Just the studio cuts. Yeah, you know, just trying to prepare ourselves, and that yeah. did not prepare us at all. No, no, it's <laughs> kind of hard to prepare with studio going into the live room, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so many things about that stick out to me. Like that first show, I remember just being blown away by the crowd. Even like before the show started, I'd never been around that many people that were that psyched and just like joyful like (laughs) there's just nothing like it you know yeah it's it's really it's really bizarre because i remember my first show in miami 09 like you know i knew somewhat about the culture but had never been immersed to that level i was like oh shit like this is there's there's a lot there's a lot of these people. <laughs> it was kind of the same experience as I'm sure everyone's, you know, first trip down that fish rabbit hole is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember that they started out, they opened with taste. So that's the first song I ever saw them play. But just when they walked on stage the reaction everybody had, you know, you've got like adults skipping like school children down the pathways, you know? Yeah. Total euphoria, like on the first note, you know? Yeah. And the way they just like had everybody there in the palm of their hand, the whole show, and the way that the whole place seemed to transform with each song and how many different places it could go. I just, 
you know, I was blown away. So at, at that first show, um, like you said, you were listening to the studio cuts on the way there. How, like, how familiar were you with the band, like from your, your, you know, the person that lived across from you in, in the dorm, like, were you like, Hey, I know that they're going to like jam. I know they're going to do this. Or was it just pretty much a new experience? Yeah, I, I really just went in having no idea. Gotcha. You know, listen to some studio cuts that I didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't really do the trick. And for whatever reason, even though Ben had told me fish is the greatest band and everything, like he, more, he like gave me pink Floyd CDs and stuff, but he never really sat me down and was like, watch this or listen to this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was, he like, to, showed me the path and then later on i had to go discover it for myself kind of thing so how long after that first show were you like okay this is this is a thing was it was it immediate or did you have to like get a few more shows under your belt or was it just yeah, like it i'm pretty, in full it was pretty immediate i mean so we left uh after the show Drove a little ways down the road and ended up like sleeping in sleeping bags next to the Columbia River, basically. Someone new comes and like kicks our sleeping bags in the morning. He's like, hey, you can't sleep here. Yeah. We're like, oh, you know, get up, drive back to Eugene. Our friends are waiting for us. They just called. Let's go. So it all worked out. Beautiful. Oh, so there, there was a, a fire? Back to Eugene, went on the fire, went, made the money. You know, oh, my um, God. Dude, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I mean, the perfect, I mean, that's, I'm not saying like a, a fire factoring into that is perfect by any means, but like, as far as like hitting the show the night before and then like getting back in case it were to yeah. happen, it's like, you yeah. could have asked for a better setup. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty memorable. But that drive home, I mean, we must have listened to the story of the ghost album like <laughs> 10 times because they played Just ghost. And that was the real standout for me of the show was that jam. I think it was like 18 minutes or something. And it was just a, a vibe unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. Yeah. And um, especially at the Gorge. I mean, like I remember um, this is whenever I was living in Portland. It was my first time to the Gorge and seeing fish. And it was just like whenever you come over that hill, it's like forget that the band's even there just like the view and like seeing what you're seeing is like yeah oh my god and then you put your favorite band on top of it it's like oh my god. like this is amazing so yeah, and all your best friends right there yeah. You. yeah it's like it's like is this heaven did i die <laughs> really so that feeling. i'm assuming since that first trip to the gorge have, have you been back to see fish at the gorge since then oh yeah many times it's my my most uh, the venue I've seen them the highest number of times. Actually, now that I'm thinking about this, 2016 at the Gorge, that were you you were at that one? Yeah. That might have been where we first linked up. Okay. Because I was there with Jackson. Yeah. And I think now that we're talking about this, it's coming back. I, I'm pretty sure that's where we had first met. Um, but so after... Um, 03, your first show at the Gorge. Um, what did tours look like for you after that? Were you like, okay, now Fish is releasing, you know, tour dates. I'm going to plan out, you know, my trips during the summer or like how far along after that were you? 
Dive yeah, in. I, I wasn't quite um, at the point of like, I'm going to fly the East Coast or something. You know, I was, I just like had that first experience and I was like, okay, I need to like dive in and learn about this and listen to other shows and stuff. So I remember buying my first go to the store, buying my first couple live fish uh, releases, you know, and yeah. it was so fun. Like I can't even express how exciting it was to get those for the very first time and like sit down and listen to a show and just be absolutely floored, you know? Yeah. Uh, gosh, what was the, uh, oh, the Centrum 98 one? Uh, Centrum 98. Yeah. Um, and Live Fish 10, I think it was six and 10 were the first two I bought. And you're talking like hard copies? Yeah, the CDs and the silver yeah. case, you know, with the plastic yeah. thing that eventually like melted. <laughs> yeah, they just like, dis they just disintegrate after a while. Yeah. So that was really fun uh, experience, you know, just getting those for the first time for like a couple of years. But it, but my next shows were Vegas 04. Uh, oh, cool. I wasn't ready to go anywhere too far, but I was like, when they come back to the West Coast, I'm, I'm ready to like do a whole run and, you know, yeah. figure out what my place in this crazy scene is, you know? Yeah. So as soon as they announced Vegas, April 04, I like call my dad because none of my friends, they were like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, I was did I hear of, Vegas? <laughs> yeah. I was sort of on a solo tent with the fish thing for quite a while before I was so deep into it that my friends had no choice but to like listen to my okay. <laughs> ranting on board yeah <laughs> uh so i was like dad i need to go to vegas i've never been there before i turned 21 in 03 in april for my first show in 03 so i was like 22 never been to vegas before i was like dad let's go to vegas <laughs> so me and my dad drive to vegas oh wicked uh, you know and everybody remembers that as a terrible run it's like ck5 wasn't even there it was, oh, really? Uh, yeah. It was like, as far as I know, some of the only shows he's ever missed. Um, they had like the lighting director from uh, Dave Matthews Band. Really? But Does I anyone know why? I, I don't remember. But I hadn't seen Fish enough to know. You know I knew the lights were sick, but like I didn't know what uh, integral locked-in part of the whole thing that CK5 was. So I was like, lights look great to me. Like, yeah. I knew the show was a little sloppy, but, you know. I was thrilled <laughs> regardless, like yeah. every song every night. Took my dad to the Sunday show, which is, you know, will always be real memorable. My fourth show, take my dad. They uh, did the squirming coil page outro to close the show, you know, and that's just. What was your, what was your dad's reaction? Like up until like he went to that first show with you, was he outside of just knowing that you're like super into this band? Had he listened to anything? What was his reaction after seeing him? Well, he, he's, he always really liked music, but he was not so much of like a jammer or like, a, uh, you know, didn't listen to the grateful dad or anything, you know? Gotcha. Um, he's more into like Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> right Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Bob Seger together too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, he's a real easygoing, like, open-minded guy. So he had a great time. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, he's just, like, 
going to another rock show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember after it was all over, like days later, I was like, what was your favorite part? And his favorite parts were David Bowie, which is like, wow, my dad loves this song. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then was the coil outro, you know, it was just beautiful for, I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there listening to like, unless you like have something or like, really hate the piano like it's kind of hard to, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to not like that yeah. that's cool man i mean i've never i've never got to see a show I, I mean i guess i should take it back i've never invited you know either one of my parents to see fish with me but that would be a pretty cool experience i would think you know to like share that like you have this like world that you're like letting them into and you're like yeah, yeah. And that was only my fourth show yeah like i had I guess at that point there was like a seed planted in my mind that I was going to get to a hundred one day, you know? Yeah. Have, <laughs> have you did. hit that mark? Which I did this Halloween. This last Halloween was my hundredth show. Oh, wow. Congrats, dude. So That's awesome. like a, Yeah. <laughs> not many other, not, it's so funny just hearing myself congratulate you on that. <laughs> How many other like fan bases of, a band like where someone's like oh i've been to 100 shows where someone's like hey congrats that's really cool. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just but that's... Something about this band i don't know we're nerds we like the stats yeah whatever it's like it's just something that every fish fan that sees a lot of shows sort of has that in the back of their mind somewhere yeah it's it's funny because it's almost like a like if you take it to like the video game realm it's almost like you like leveled up a certain or got like a, a another patch you know like on your shirt you're like right. this many shows you know because i hit i'm at i think right now i'm at 53 or 54 um and i remember hitting my 50th show i was like yes it's like a, it's like a small badge you know but i'm like yeah got one you know numbers. <laughs> yeah yes. um so getting deeper into fish now that you're you know a hundred shows in um you have to have some favorite jams of all time and one of the hard questions i like to ask on here is the desert island like if you can only pick one jam to listen to fish the rest of your life what are you going with man yeah i've been thinking about this um it's hard i got it down to two Okay, <laughs> but I guess out of the two, I gotta go with the longer ones. So I'm I go Boise Bag. Boise Bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boise Bag, dude. That's and I remember very vividly the first time that I heard that, and it, and it's so funny because I had heard people say, "Oh, Boise Bag, Boise Bag," on the pog, you know, like talking mm -hmm. with the Boise Bag, Boise Bag, and I would just you know, it's. I know about it, but I haven't really like sat down and listened to it. And I was still back home in Oklahoma, heading up north, and you know, turned on. I might have clicked like random show on the uh, re-listen app or something like that, and it comes on and it hits that part where it's like I don't know how to describe it, um, but the part where you're like where it's in gear, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember hearing it and like looking and I'm like, I have to see what this is, you know, because I'm driving and I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, Boise bag. And then it like clicked because like I'm thinking I like discovered something. I'm like, oh, I got to tell people about this. You know, I got to like, be like, no, you need to listen, listen to this show. And I'm like, 
I'm a little late on this. <laughs> a little yeah, late. So many different, just six sections of that jam, like oh. start stops and funk and just like that tray 99 sound. Yeah. Gone. And it's like that, that, um, I don't know if I would call it like a darkness because like the, the dark part is also so melodic and like all it's like happy sad it's like you don't know how it makes you feel it's like almost uneasy but yeah. it's it's perfect man um what was the second jam that you had it narrowed down uh, the honorable mention is something that i play every time i've got a good party going whether it's in a campsite or uh you know at my house or whatever is island tour cavern oh yeah Dude, Island Tour. We were talking Island Tour on the last episode. That's such a, that whole yeah. thing. It's put a bow on it, dude. That's one of the best runs. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the cavern for sure. It's a yeah. definite party. People, like if I'm at a festival or something, you know, I'll play that as loud as I can. People will just stop in their tracks and come over and be like, what is this? <laughs> if they don't know already. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know, man? <laughs> yeah dude yeah island tour and another one that sticks out from island tour is um obviously the roses are free yeah that that yeah. jam after that um and that reminds me this is kind of a tangent and you might know the answer to this but on some set list that you see it'll say like roses are free and then it'll say like um the That's name of the city jam yeah do you know what's the meaning behind that instead of just leaving it as roses are free for 20 minutes yeah i mean i remember like reading or being told that it had something to do with royalties for it being a cover song oh shit okay but i don't know if that's necessarily the case with roses are free it is but like with other like that cavern does that that goes into like a net some sort of jam like that too and that wouldn't be a cover yeah. song so i don't know if it's like it's interesting, right? It's like, what's the yeah. method behind it? Yeah. I'm if you're listening sure. or you're watching and you know the answer to this, reach out and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> because that's so weird. Because, yeah, whenever you said the cover thing, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But if they do it to songs that aren't covers, then that kind of goes out the window. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm not really sure. Time to do some investigating. Yeah. I got the... I got the uh, the helping friendly or the fish book. I forget what the it's called. Farmer's <laughs> Almanac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the newest version of that. I used to just sit and just read that thing. and all Just nerd out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, it's all a few clicks away. I mean, you can look up and Google anything, but it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to still have like the hard copy, you know, it'd be like <laughs> flipping through. Um, Another question that I like to ask um, is what, because you, I'm sure that at this point you've been in this situation before, you know, because we always try to convert. We're like Jehovah's Witness out here. We're always trying to like bring people into our, <laughs> to our fish cult. <laughs> what song or show or, you know, CD even would you play for someone that's never heard fish or if you're trying to get them on board to be like, hey, this is like the best band ever? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely uh, been in that situation plenty of time. I was thinking about this too. I mean, a big part of trying to sell somebody on some music is knowing your audience, right? So, 100%. You know the person, you know what they like. 
but in a vacuum you gotta mm -hmm. pick one song and your only goal is to get them to say i need to listen to another song i'd probably go two two yeah, yeah. maybe the uh new year's run 97 version <laughs> specifically yeah it's like because just... that's just like the right length you know when you're trying to people don't have the attention span especially people that aren't used to improvisational music uh you know people are used to like four minute songs five minutes yeah songs. if that that's even yeah. long nowadays yeah on even like harry hood or like a yam or something like that uh they're like what's going on you know they're yeah. just like stop paying attention after like 10 minutes yeah getting through like a major composed section just to get to some meat yeah 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 so tube gets to like that real hot funk and it's like you're gonna like nod your head to this and yeah more <laughs> that's like the only question you ask you're like do you like to dance and they're like yeah okay <laughs> you're like i'm gonna fast forward about three minutes <laughs> but yeah no that's a solid answer and it's hard to to not um to hear that and just if you like music any type of music you know it's kind of hard to hear that and be like no that sucks <laughs> right. what do you mean <laughs> you know like to bob around a little bit what's wrong with yeah. you yeah i uh i haven't actually looked it up in a long time but i wanted to bring this up because it's a really fun fish memory go for it and uh hicks hicks was there from the pod okay. shout out hicks uh and like some other portland fish folks i don't know what year this was but you know carrie brownstein is yeah from portlandia yep well she used to have she had like a music blog uh on i think it was somewhere on npr okay and yeah because her her and um uh fred both they're like musicians at heart yeah yeah, yeah. she's in Slayer kinney or still is yeah. um i wonder if this is still out here on the interwebs it probably is there was one, she lived in Portland. Oh yeah. Just, just Google Carrie Brownstein fish. And she did like this series where she had never heard of fish. And she was like, I'm going into this with an open mind. I got to figure out why these fans are so crazy about this. Right. Yeah. And she, it's like a multi-part update number 10. Like if you go through here, <laughs> she's listening. So she does a meetup and she lived here in Portland uh july 17th 2009 so i'm featured in this video as i'm trying to uh, no way you know convince carrie to like come to the gorge with me in a rv <laughs> and like uh everybody's just bringing all these cds there's a bunch of people we met up at this pub moon and sixpence and uh you know, so it's like that question of yours on steroids, where it's a famous person who's openly trying to understand fish and everybody is playing out this idea of <laughs> what do we give her? What's the one thing that's good to that click for, her, you know? Yeah, especially her being a musician. Is this a video series that you're talking about or is this just like a podcast or what? Um, It was, it's a... Uh, it was called monitor mix it was an npr like music blog i guess that she okay. did um, i'm gonna put i'm gonna find it or you can send it to me and i'll put a link uh i'll put a link in this video to it so people could check it out yeah, yeah it's like a five minute video monitor mix meets portland fish <laughs> that's awesome
awesome. Yeah, and it was really fun. And and what year she was that? Huh? What year was that? It was oh nine. It was, oh, nine? It was July oh nine. Wow. The event was part of a week long theme, how I learned to stop worrying and love fish. And she just left with like stacks and stacks of everybody's favorite shows. So she's she's got probably a bigger like hard copy catalog of fish than <laughs> yeah. Most well, fans. If she kept them. I don't I don't know. I don't know if we ultimately succeeded or not. I think or she at one point she did the music. <laughs> yeah, that's funny though, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, no, she has to at least if she really was doing that out and not just like trying to make a bit out of it of like making fun of the fans, her being a musician and liking music, she has to at least be like, yeah. even if she doesn't listen to him now, just nod the tip of the cap. Like, yeah, yeah she, oh, definitely. Yeah. Acknowledge the, <laughs> the greatness. The power. Yeah, acknowledge <laughs> the greatness for sure. Um, yeah, she was, she was really cool about it. She was, she was trying cool. to get it, but think how many angles people come at you from. Trying yeah, to like this band because everybody yeah. has something different about it. And I'm sure she saw so many people. Like, I'm sure there were like just normal fish nerds there. Like, hey, dad, no, check this out. And I'm sure that there were some like Wookie ones, you know, like, <laughs> hey, no, like, listen, man, it's like God is like in this music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she met a lot of characters, man. But if she lived in Portland, I mean, she's used to that. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that um talking songs that we're not crazy about that fish plays because we all have at least one whether we want to admit it or not what is one or a couple of fish songs that you would be okay with never hearing again yeah thinking thinking about this is is kind of fun too because like you know you could go with the layup and say something that everybody's gonna <laughs> you know agree with but what's fun is that right? yeah exactly you gotta go with the hot take so, I mean, first, let's just say that on New Year's, when they played TTE this year, it was freaking hilarious. It was, <laughs> it was like, that was the gag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I immediately, yeah, before we get into this, I immediately, because I'm sitting here watching it, just like everyone else, and they go into it, and I was like, oh, my God. And I immediately get on Twitter, just to, like, see what Fish Twitter is saying. Everybody's like, this is the gag. And there's other people like, I love this song. Like you guys are crazy and everything. But I was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just laughing. I was, I was happy. I wasn't bummed at all. I was just like, no. this is hilarious. Like yeah, <laughs> this I... is the greatest ever. And it didn't sound that bad. Like you could tell they had like rehearsed it. Like it didn't sound that bad. I wasn't like, you know, going outside to like have a smoke break or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Literally never thought I would hear him play it again. Though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they get the memo, you know. You're right. They know. <laughs> yeah. But there's nobody to watch file out. <laughs> there's no audience. Yeah. Like, we're going to play this song, and then we're not going to hear any booze. We're not going to see anybody leave. You're going to listen to it. You're going to like it. Yeah. Happy New Year, bitches. <laughs> um, anyway, to answer the question, my uh, hot take song that I go to the bathroom for and know I'm going to have it to myself is Scent of a Mule. Oh, Okay. And what is it about Cinema? I don't know, man. It's just not for me. There's just something about it that just 
it's it's a it's a time for me to take a break when <laughs> I'm not gonna have lines. Yep. You know. Yeah. I can get out and get back by the time that song's over and be in good shape. <laughs> yeah, and and it's kind of I can see because I'm not with you. Like I I like that song, but it's kind of a weird <laughs> using the word weird to describe fish who am i uh but it's kind of like a weird genreless song like it doesn't fit really into like bluegrass it doesn't really fit into like rock like it's it's just yeah. like a weird it's got that kind of like uh, i don't know i'm not gonna get canceled or something so it's like <laughs> a russian sounding like da, 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 da. yeah or, you know? yeah i know what you're talking about it's like a I don't know the word. Um, it's ethnic, it, maybe it, style of you know beat. It's I, I understand why you would go, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I dig on it. That's that's I didn't I didn't expect that answer. Yeah, is, I figured that would be unexpected. Yeah, yeah, because you're right. Like if and I haven't really yet had anyone take like the low hanging fruit. They're like a oh, farmhouse bug or what you know yeah. whatever love and light song you know that everybody's hating on right now no one really <laughs> takes a little hanging fruit uh but sin of a mule um yeah interesting the and other then, one that people get real excited about and i just roll my eyes and wait for it to be over is a big black furry creature from mars <laughs> <laughs> see and i will i will admit this now because i feel like i'm i'm far enough in to where i can have my own fish opinions yeah the, the big black furry creatures from Mars. Like first time I heard that, I was like, I don't get it. Why is everybody, you know, so like it, cause I understood, you know, like your ghost, your tweezer. Like I understood the concept of the band, but then it's like, Oh, big black furry creature from Mars. I'm like, this just sounds like a very, you know, grade school song. It sounds like a bunch of fifth graders wrote this song. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, every time that it would come on, like a show that we're listening to or something like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, I did my first from Mars, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you, man. It's People go nuts. They love it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like just because it's an early song or yeah or what, but I'm with you on that one. It's just fish doing, doing whatever the hell they want, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am kind of curious though with that song, like how did that, how did that come to be? Big black. Check the almanac. Yeah. Check the <laughs> almanac. Get the almanac out. <laughs> uh, but those are two solid ones. I would, yeah. if we were at a show together and either one of those came on, I'd be like, yeah, we can go. Maybe <laughs> not Sin of a Mule, but Big Black Fairy Creature from Mars. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Let's go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one. First, before we get into this, um, have you ever met or hung out with a member? Yeah, I mean, not hung out too much. And this this story was already told on this podcast. I just, as I asked that, I was like, oh, shit, Dave's, you're who Dave was with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we met Fishman. So that was yeah. definitely my best experience meeting anyone. I mean, I've met I've met Mike Gordon a couple of times, once just on the golf cart and once at uh, Cervantes during the Dicks run. That's cool. Um, but, you know. I think he mostly came up to like hit on my girl and then like, 
it, it was cool. Like we were talking for about like two minutes before somebody came up and was like, bro, you rock. And then he just walked straight out the door. <laughs> See ya. But yeah, no. So now that, um, now that I'm putting this together, uh, it shows you how great my memory is. Um, we heard Dave's version, you know, of the story where you guys met Fishman and, you know, in his version, you know, he gets up, goes to the bathroom. He doesn't know what's going on in your head whenever you're there. Cause you guys are like, Oh yeah, no, we'll leave him alone. We're having some beers. So Dave gets up, goes to the bathroom. What clicks in your head? So you're like, fuck it. I'm going over there. Right. Yeah. I, I don't remember like thinking, Oh, I'm not going to do this. I like, there's no, I had to, like, I never had an opportunity to meet the guy and he's, you know, it seems to me like probably the most fun. Uh, I mean, meeting Trey would be a thrill, obviously, but sure, Fishman is, you know, probably more like me than any of the <laughs> four of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't remember what I said. Just like, hey, man, you know, just wanted to say, you guys are great, you know. Like sweaty palms and everything. And he was super, yeah, they were, he was so laid back um so we just started you know i was like oh i've always wanted to know whatever what i remember asking him because i know dave asked what song would you be okay not playing ever again the song the question you just asked he asked fishman yeah and i remember fishman saying sample in a jar but the other part of the conversation that really i remember is um i asked him if he likes playing purple rain <laughs> And he said, no, he said all that shit Trey makes him do. <laughs> he doesn't like it. Like the hold your head up and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that was hilarious. He's like, no, I don't actually like it. Uh, yeah. So, so that was pretty funny. The other thing that was really cool that happened is uh, he was there with his buddy, unassuming guy sitting there wearing his Cubs hat. And he just introduces himself as Jeff. And I introduce myself, and I look closer at him. I go, Jeff Austin? And he was Jeff Austin from no Young Mountain Spring Band. They were buddies. They were there hanging out in Chicago. Dude. Dave, um, I was a big fan of I've met Jeff a lot, a lot of times over the years because they have, you know, Yonder had this festival out here, Northwest String Summit, that I was a yeah. part of for like 13 years straight. Um so that was cool. They were there hanging out together and just had that a little cool. chat. Dude, yeah, Dave didn't mention that Jeff Austin was there. That's you know, rest in peace, man. That one that one uh was a hard hitter for me because like yeah, just like you said, like I mean, I didn't get to go to like all the, you know, um what's it it's not Horning's hideout, is it? Yeah, yeah Horning's hideout. Yeah, I didn't get to go to all those. I went to one, um, but we would all go see yonder. Um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Canes, they would all come through there like once a year, once every two years. And it was just like a big, like you knew everybody there, you know, and it was, it's, that one sucked, man. But that's cool. You got to meet Jeff Austin, like, and Fishman you're like getting yeah. <laughs> bang for your buck, man. That's so did Jeff Austin weigh in on anything or was he just kind of like, not that I recall, he was pretty, um, in social situations a lot. He was kind of quiet um as opposed to like the maniac you saw on stage yeah kind of <laughs> withdrawn he's like <laughs> i'm sure they saw you coming up and he's like god here we go <laughs> 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 we got a fan here 
but that's cool, man. Yeah. So you met Fishman and and Jeff Austin. That's that's wicked cool, dude. I haven't met any members. I take that back. I've met I met. I didn't meet any, any of them, but I got to see Mike and you know be like, hey, what's up on the golf cart and stuff. But outside of that, I haven't got to meet any of them or anything like that. Uh, Fishman would be my go-to. I would be like. Yeah, I want to hang out with Fishman. He's gonna all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna feel like I have to like be like asking the right questions or like being cool. I can just, hey, no, it's Fishman. Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> just hang out. Um, any, I know we talked about a few, but any like standout memories that you've had over your hundred shows to where you know one that you're comfortable with sharing, and two that are just like those crazy stories to where you're like oh my god i'm never gonna forget this yeah yeah i mean i've got a lot as you can imagine like by the yeah. time you've been to 100 fish shows you've got <laughs> got some more, stories you forgot more crazy stuff that you've done <laughs> than a lot of people end up with you know yeah um but a couple that come to mind uh there's a, a fellow from the pog that you know is what's the use yeah uh, <laughs> yep. the drummer of the jaunty Mm -hmm. One of my best buds. We've seen a lot of fish shows together, and one of our one of the all time great fish adventures was uh, me and him driving from the Greek to Telluride in 2010. We just got in the car after the third night of the Greek and drove, uh, you know, across California, Nevada, into Utah all night. It's like a 12 hour drive. To his, yeah, his folks had a place in Park City. Uh, so we got there like in the morning, crashed for a few hours, and then the drive into Telluride is just uh, incredible. You know, if you've ever oh, I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty outstanding. So, you know, we always say that that was our like Hunter S. Thompson moment. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure black country, like in Nevada, literally. <laughs> Where all these goddamn bats come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that yeah. was super fun. Um, me and him did another one where after the 2009 MSG run, uh, I went to the show in Charlottesville. I just like tacked that onto my trip because there were so many poggers and like got to meet RJ and, uh, and McGrupp and black boom and, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of folks down there, uh, Mandy. And, um, so we, we left, uh, New York City to drive to Charlottesville and see the show that night. It was snowing, Ooh. and you know that doesn't happen out here very often. Right, so, <laughs> driving like on ninety five out of New York to Virginia in the snow. Me and <laughs> me and Scott, we barely knew each other at the time. This is oh nine, so this is long before the uh, Greek Telluride thing. So. That was yeah. pretty good. And then another like massive drive that I did was the New Year's run uh, at the end, 10 into 11. They played the two in Worcester, or however one would pronounce that correctly. Worcester. Yeah, no, we've, <laughs> we've, we've hammered that part down now. We, we yeah. know it's Worcester. <laughs> um, Got so much shit for that. And it was snowing heavily. And I've never like had a trip canceled on me uh because of weather on the other end but like my flights got canceled uh, and i was like oh my god am i gonna i'm gonna miss my first new year's at madison square garden like i can't allow this to happen 
you know? Yeah, I was going by myself, like meeting people there, but I was traveling by myself. Only option I had uh, to make this happen was to fly into Pittsburgh. Okay. I flew into Pittsburgh the morning of that, the beginning of the run. That's a long drive. Morning of? Yeah. Drove oh 500 miles from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled in. There's freaking snow. Oh, man. So what time did you get there? Like, I, I got there probably like an hour before the show or something. Uh, it, was, uh, it was an all-day adventure of me driving by myself all the way across Pennsylvania, Connecticut. In shitty weather. Horrible weather, but made it. Made it to the show. Uh, and it was, you know, <laughs> I remember that night sitting there, McGruff was behind me and they played in mountains in the mist. And, you know, there's that line, but I'm here at least and <laughs> yeah. on my shoulder. Dude, those are the worst too, because like, if you've done enough shows, like you've at least had one situation like that to where you're, pulling up like to the venue like there's like three minutes until they go on and it's just like after a full day like you're stuck and then you're driving in the shitty snow and like you get there you're just like still like jet lagged if you will and you're just like oh my god <laughs> then the lights go down and you made it yeah it all reason. melts away and then you <laughs> sleep like a baby <laughs> right right dude I've enjoyed having you on the show, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, um, and you know, anything else like that you, I mean, I know you're in your new place and everything, anything else like that pops in your head before we, before we wrap up here, um, related to fish or even not related to fish, just that you like want to share, um, summer tour predictions. Uh, I know we see the rumors and stuff. Uh, Gosh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been a really good year, like for fish. Yeah. This last tour was freaking unbelievable. You know, every single night had something that was like mind blowing. Yeah. We went to the Eugene shows. Uh, the second night of Eugene was so good. It was yep. Amazing. Halloween run, you know, couldn't ask Halloween. for much more. You know, yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. You know? This, this past year, of fish has been it's it is a different era like it, it, they're playing on a different level than anything since 09 it's they're dialed the fuck in and i'm here for it dude. yeah yeah <laughs> i saw nine shows in the past year after taking a couple off yeah i hadn't seen that many shows in a year since uh god like 2011 wow but i had to make up for lost time you know COVID. <laughs> yeah covid <laughs> so kind of put it, it all added up that my hundredth show was going to be the night of halloween oh i, I had to you know yeah <laughs> dude you couldn't ask to. for a better yeah the only halloween show i've missed uh during 3.0 was was the cast fought backs Oh, okay. make that one, but been to all the rest, and I was ready to go. But then once that math worked out, I was, yeah, I was all in. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Well, I hope 
that we are our next conversation is at a fish show and i sure hope so in real life um and i just i'm ready to see you on tour ready to get the show back on the road and uh once again thanks for taking the time heath and uh we'll see you on the next one man all right thanks clay take it easy thanks buddy